This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our morning series at 8am, the Arsenal Transfer Show, keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal news. Please make sure, if you haven't done so already, to drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications on so you never miss a show if YouTube does the kind thing and actually tells you that there's a show on, which sometimes it doesn't. Don't know why but it doesn't. Anyway, we've got a lot to get through today. We haven't got just one, not two, not even three, but 12 different stories that we've got to get through this morning. So plenty of discussion to be had. You've got your poll in the chat box as well for you guys to vote on too. Let's just take a second to say good morning to everybody joining us. How are we doing? Matt G, Sarpik, Jose King. Good morning, guys. Hope you're all doing good. Uh, Afsar, Anthony, Trevor, Brad, Paul. Good morning, guys. Hope you're all doing well. Richard, GG2 for you. Raheel, Martin, Stevie. Good morning, guys. I hope you're having a great day and week. And uh, it's Friday. We've made it. Um, Thank goodness for that. Good morning, everybody in the chat box. Sorry that I can't get to all of your comments, but I am reading them. I can assure you. I certainly do. Thank you, Christopher. That's a really kind comment for you to put into the chat box. Really appreciate that. Let's kick off by telling you, as always, to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way link in the link tree in the description. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. this morning, as usual. Uh, be joined by our brilliant panel of guests, as per, to break down even more Arsenal happenings for you guys ahead of the Champions League final tomorrow, of course. Plenty of exciting stuff to come in the evening. Let's hope for a Real Madrid victory. Thank you very much. But we kick off by telling you to go and give a watch to our first tactical breakdown show of the season. Yesterday, I broke down Victor Ozimhen with the help of Italian football expert Rich Hall uh, and compared him to a number of players that were linked to and Eddie Nketiah as well with some surprising statistical outcomes as well. So make sure that you've caught up on our first TB of the season, if you haven't done so already. Now, our first story revolves around Thomas Partey, and Arsenal have asked the Ghanaian national side if they would refrain from calling up Thomas Partey 
in uh, their fixtures, their qualifying fixtures, the next two that they have. They've asked if he can be, uh, I was going to say absolve, it's not the right word, but just absent, I suppose, or inadequate uh, terminology I've used there, but absent from the, uh, the Ghanaian national team as to not avoid a reoccurrence of his injury. As we know, he joined back with Arsenal's training just before the end of the season. Is very, very close to being fit uh, and available to play just as the season, of course, has ended, but has now got the option, if he likes, probably to be called up by the international side and Arsenal do not want that to happen. So they have been requesting if Partey can miss it. Now, Porto have had a €4 million Euro bid for Cedric denied, but they are expected to return with a €6 million Euro bid for Cedric. Now, if it's me, I'm taking that all day long. €6 million Euros for a guy we got for free. Yes, thank you very much. We'll go out and get someone else that's better. However, I don't expect Arsenal to accept this, to be honest. They've been very... Um, very, very pleased with how Cedric has performed whilst Tommy Asu has been out. Uh, they appreciate his his hard work. They appreciate what he brings to the team and his experience. Uh, and I don't think they have plans really to go and sign uh, an out-and-out right-back. The Molina links have gone very quiet and Brooke Norton-Cuffey has been impressing and will have a test in pre-season to see kind of where he's at at this moment in time. Um, but what I would say is that with Cedric, his six million is just... <laughs> It's just so simply, so, so good. It's like, why we wouldn't accept €6 million Euros for Cedric? I don't know. But Arsenal are going to have to face that test, it seems, if these reports are true. Now, uh, Juventus have been told that if they want to sign Gabriel, they will have to pay €50 million. Euros. This has led them to consider possible other options, including Badia Shield from Monaco, who should be available for around supposedly €35 million. Euros. But Gabriel... Uh, is basically called untouchable other than for a ridiculous bid. Arsenal paid just over 20 million to 25-ish million pounds for him from Lille. If they were able to double their money, they would probably go down that route and accept it and look to bring in another centre-back, especially with Saliba coming back as well, who can play on the left-hand side of the back two. I don't want to see Gabriel go. I really, really don't. But I know that it's you know if you're a club that's receiving a bid that's well and above a player's value, you know you would probably take that. Um, but Gabriel, hopefully we can keep hold of him because he's part of this group. His attitude's great. He's developing into one of the stronger left-footed centre-backs in the world right now, and we should look to try and keep him uh, as much as feasibly possible. And Arsenal would only let him go for a ridiculous bid, uh, which they probably consider higher, hopefully anyway, than that £50 that Juventus would be willing to to, well, not rather willing, but have to offer to get him. Now, it looks as though Alexandre Lacazette has made his final farewell to Arsenal. Reports emerged yesterday that it is of no interest to Arsenal at this point to renew his contract for next season. He is expected to move on, but that Eddie Nketiah, as we know, is closing in now on a brand new contract of a significant amount of money. I'm probably going to do a dedicated show around that contract with a, a few guests to talk about it, maybe even a phone-in show to talk about the Nketiah deal, because I know that it's very much split opinion and split the fan base. And uh, it could work out well. It could work out very, very badly. But Lacazette is due to move on from the club in the summer window. Now, uh, yes, I was n- completely unable to avoid yesterday's story regarding Patrick Schick renewing his contract with Bayer Leverkusen because I was tagged in the post by about, hmm, give or take one or two, 70 million people, uh, I think, was the total figure of people that tweeted me. 
uh, to let me know that Patrick Schick had indeed signed a brand new contract with Bayer Leverkusen and that he would not be indeed moving to Arsenal this summer. I don't feel like we need to talk any more about it, but uh, I did enjoy some of the tweets I got basically saying that I need to stop getting obsessed with certain players because they never end up moving to Arsenal. And this is this is probably true. Asensio, Zoboslai, Schick, yeah, they just don't end up coming to Arsenal. So I just the lesson and the moral of the story is, Tom, just stop getting really hung up on specific players because they just end up going elsewhere. It's just not worth it. So we'll certainly be learning from that in the future. Uh, a player that should be moving to Arsenal, although there's some very intriguing reports coming out uh, across the last 24 hours or so, is Marquinhos. Now, we had supposedly agreed a €3 million Euro move for the Sao Paulo winger, 19 years of age. But it's emerged yesterday that Wolves had supposedly agreed a pre-contract agreement already with the Brazilian winger and are now seeking legal action against the player, Arsenal and Sao Paulo. So this is a story that's got incredibly more complicated than anyone ever thought it might do. Let's see what happens, but uh, (laughs) I'm really not sure um, what's going to go down with Marquinhos. But some legalities are coming to the fore with this deal. Um, and Arsenal aren't big fans of that, to be honest. So if this changes the, the player deal, if it changes the move, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But it's got quite complicated, it seems. We'll have to watch this space on Marquinhos because it's, uh, yeah, a mm, bit weird. Uh, now, uh, according to the Mirror, Arsenal have an interest in trying to sign uh, Kani Chukwuemeka, uh, who I've completely butchered the pronunciation of, I'm sure. Uh, every time I try, I fail. So I know that you leave the phonetic spelling in the comment section, but even then I fail. Um, he's a fantastic young central midfield talent. Really, really good player uh, coming through at Aston Villa. And if Arsenal can get hold of him, it would be a very, very good move um, to get him into the club because he is considered uh, one of the best young kind of talents coming out in English football at the moment. So Arsenal are still interested. We've talked about him before, but if we can get him into the team, he would be quite one hell of a poach. Um, Even more so, I think think he's got a higher potential than Jacob Ramsey, to be honest. And Jacob Ramsey's been doing brilliantly this season. Um, But the problem with with trying to sign someone like this is that how do you promise them the game time? I say we send him out on loan to another probably probably promoted Premier League team next season if we was to get him. But um, yeah, there you go. Chukwemeka. Um, again, can't pronounce his name properly, um, will uh, be of interest to Arsenal, it seems, this season. Continuing on, and Hussein Mawar, how long did it take? It, we, it took to the 27th of May, didn't even get into June before we start talking about Hussein Mawar, now supposedly available for as little as 12 million now. Uh, do you remember when we couldn't get him for 50? And two summers later, now he's available for... Is that less than a quarter? It is a less than a quarter of that price. You can get Hussein Awa. And even at this lowly figure, I'm not interested. <laughs> I do not want to see um, Hussein Awa come into the team uh, whatsoever. I have no interest in him. I have no interest in Arsenal signing a passenger. I have no interest in Arsenal signing a player that gets booed by his own supporters. I just don't have any interest Um in in our at all i know that people turn around and say it's 12 million quid it's a bargain we've got nothing to lose i'm sorry but we really do (laughs) we really do have plenty to lose if we sign this central midfielder it takes up the spot of a player that we could possibly sign in the summer who is better 
it's not our money you know if we're going to go out and sign someone who's better for more money great i'm not i don't want to go out and get someone um for 12 million quids uh if they're not good enough you know we talk about nuno Tavares, 7.5 million pounds we thought that was a you know a no risk turns out pretty high risk don't need to go out and sign players that aren't necessarily good enough. Um, and I don't think Awar is good enough. He doesn't start over Xhaka for me. He's not better than Tielemans. He's not better than a lot of other options that we've been linked to. Um, I just don't think we need him. <laughs> so I'd rather go for someone a lot better that isn't, you know, that doesn't fall away, fall by the wayside by any means. So there you go. Uh, if you want to know about him, do do some research about him this season because it's not it's not pretty reading. Um, a player that I know very little about, but he's very highly rated though, is Jake Decore of Lance, um, and has been linked with Arsenal yesterday, according to the Mirror. Uh, Arteta is said to be very keen on him, but he is demanding plenty of interest. It seems across quite a few clubs. Twenty five years of age. Um, he's not exactly what you would call. Um, Young in the sense of you know football. Sorry, I'm getting them confused with someone else. 22 years of age, he, he is. So ignore everything I just said for the last 10 seconds. You know, he's. I told you I didn't know anything about him, but he's a central midfielder for Lons and uh, is being linked to Arsenal. But there are plenty of teams that are interested in from the Premier League. Who was I thinking about? Was I getting stuck with Hussein Awar? Is Awar 25 now? Is that is that why? Awar's 23. So I don't I, I don't know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing at the moment. Jesus. So yeah, check the core. Give him a little of a search. Well, obviously, if his link persists, we'll do a tactical breakdown on him so I can educate myself about this guy. But there you go. Uh, certainly more to learn, it seems, about Jake DeCore. Um, Aaron Hickey, a player that I do know a lot more about, uh, is being linked with Arsenal and now West Ham United. Uh, they've come in for this, but supposedly Arsenal's bid is a lot better, according to Gazeta della Sport. Um, and unsurprisingly so, I think he's a player that Arsenal will look to get done as early on in the transfer window as feasibly possible because they need to bring in that versatile fullback. And he's someone who's demanded interest from now West Ham, from Newcastle United, from Brentford and from Napoli. Although that said, Napoli have moved uh, for Matthias, um, whose surname has escaped me, from Napoli, uh, from Getafe, sorry. So he's he's already moved there. So Napoli won't be going for Hickey now. But uh, yeah, West Ham, Brentford, Newcastle, all interested in Hickey. Arsenal need to try and step this one up. <laughs> Someone in the chat saying, I'm thinking of John said, I'm thinking of Wilshire. Um, anyway, we move on to our uh, penultimate story of the day and Alvaro Morata. Morata. Jesus, what's going on with me? Maybe it's in the orange juice. Maybe there's something wrong with this. It's uh, <laughs> Someone slipped something into the orange juice this morning. Morata uh, is of very close... Very close, apparently, according to Spanish media, to securing his move to Arsenal. I don't buy that, personally. I don't think that story has too much credibility. Watch him sign for Arsenal now in the next week, of course. But Alvaro Morata, not for me. Um, In January, yeah, I would have taken him for six months on loan. But if we are serious about genuinely upgrading um, on this and on our striking position... Morata's not the person to take us forwards in the num- in, in the striker role. It really isn't. It's not a deal that I want to see done. It's not a deal that inspires any kind of ambition. Um, I just am not interested in Alvaro Morata's coming to Arsenal as kind of a main striker. If he does, I'll back him and I hope he succeeds. But yeah, Spanish media is saying that he is very, very close to Arsenal. Just, just no, just don't buy it. And lastly, a story that I have actually got a lot of interest in 
is Alexander Zinchenko. Now, Zinchenko is said to be of interest to Arsenal as a player that could cover Kieran Sini at left-back and also add plenty of strength and depth and quality to their midfield positions. He plays central midfield, he can play attacking midfield, he can play left-back, he can play left-wing if you wanted him to. He's a very, very versatile player. He's like Ainsley Maitland-Niles, but significantly better uh, and more versatile um, and better. Uh, that's, that's what he is. I think that this would be a great bit of business by Arsenal to bring him into the club if he is available for a, a decent figure, you know, sub 20 million or quid. Um, having a quick check on how long is left on his contract. Quick check. Go on to transfer marks. How long is left on his current deal at Manchester City? He has profile. 2024. So he has two years left on his deal. Uh, he's valued at 25, 22.5 million pounds going to transfer marks. I think that you might be able to get him for slightly less, maybe. But yeah, theory me, unbelievable. Um, if Arsenal can get a deal like this done, it would be absolutely brilliant. So Zinchenko, absolute yes. Uh, get him into the team, get him into the club, get him into a position where he's fighting for a place. And uh, yeah, I think it'd be a great move. Anyway, we need to move on to your questions before the orange juice takes more hold of me, it seems. So let's take a quick break, jump into the chat box and try and answer as many of your questions as we feasibly can. Deary, deary me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had a rogue Spurs fan in the chat. It seems hilarious. Why? Why'd you let? Why'd you guys buy it? <laughs> Completely been swindled. Uh, Hasala says, with Partey being constantly injured, do you feel we need to sign another top player to replace him? A DM like a Basuma, maybe, since there aren't many players like him. We have Lukonga. I, I like Lukonga a lot. I think that he's going to be able to develop a lot better next season I think he was brought in to be Thomas Partey's long-term replacement at the club and they identified him based upon the analysis and the leadership that he's brought to the game's game at Anderlecht and has now brought into the Arsenal I think he's had some really good performances last season especially in the in in the first half of the campaign in 2021 I thought he was really good he was probably our best central midfielder up until the point he was dropped against Man United for no reason whatsoever so I don't have, think there is a pressing need to bring someone in to replace Partey when he's injured because we've got Lukonga. I would be looking to bring in someone that's going to play alongside Partey, that's going to play alongside Lukonga when Partey isn't there. That's what I want to see Arsenal go for in the summer. If you do want someone, you know, I'd be looking at maybe someone like Sangara from uh, PSV rather than a Basuma, uh, who we still don't know the outcome of this alleged situation, unless I've missed that. But I, I believe that's still going on. Uh, Jay says, hi, Tom. Haven't had a chance to catch up with yesterday's show. But in a nutshell, if it had to be Jesus or Zimhen, who would you choose and why? Also, keep up your great work. Best morning. Listen, thanks, Jay. I, I lean towards Jesus. The reason for that is because of the price tag being literally half of what it would cost to get Ozim Hen. And the difference between the two is not enough for me to justify the 45 to 50 million pound difference. Because as I talked about in yesterday's show, as you'll watch, if getting Ozim Hen instead of Jesus costs us another transfer of, say, 40 to 50 million pounds in value in another position, it's just not worth it for me. I bring in Jesus, who is, you know, whilst not as prolific as Ozimhen, is certainly a lot more creative and probably can make up for the goals that he isn't getting in, in comparison to Ozimhen that he's creating as well for other players. And go out and get, say, a 40 to 50 million pound wide forward or midfielder. I think that's way worth it. If you said it's between 
Jesus and Gakpo or Ozimhen or Jesus and I don't know, a central midfielder that's really good, <laughs> Tielemans. But I mean, even then, he's not worth 40 million at the moment. You could even argue that if you could choose between Ozimhen, Jesus, and Hickey and Tielemans as a possible trio or Ozimhen, you know, it's no brainer. Why would you spend 100 odd million quid on Ozimhen when you can bring in three really good players to improve a bigger area of the squad, if that makes sense? Um, <laughs> Shaheen, question for Tom. Why do you think Lev has made zero effort to take us all out after his disaster in the Prediction League? Also, 100k for Enketia, really poor judge, uh, poor judgment. Um, you're gonna have to ask Lev. I mean, we're still waiting, still waiting for the call. And Shaheen, you got to pick where we're going, remember? Uh, this is the Arsenal Lounge, those listening on audio platforms. Um, so you got to get on him. you got to find out a date. we got to get something sorted and put into the planner. Uh, that's what we need to do. And Nketia, hey, look, uh, I'm split on it. I'm very split. I see both sides of the argument. He's, I mean, his, his record in the last eight starts is very good. Um, he's got more. He's got the same amount of goals, I think, as Harry Kane in his last eight starts. Kane had two penalties in that time as well. So if he can reflect that form and repeat that, into a new season across a whole season, you're looking at someone getting 15 to 20 goals in the Premier League, which is very good. Can he do that? I don't know. And that's the risk. It's, it is a risk. Uh, and that's the issue with the other side of the argument that I have. I think Nketiah gets a bad rap. And this is coming from someone that has criticised him quite heavily in the past. But having watched him now play in eight or nine consecutive starts, I see stuff that I hadn't seen before. And so I'm will- I would have been willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, but 100 grand a week is a lot. It is a lot. Uh, and that is the big stumbling block for me. It's not necessarily keeping him that's a problem because I think, you know, if we can keep him, great. I think he's a good asset to have. But 100 grand a week, I have a bit of a problem with that. A bit of a problem with that indeed. Um, let's go to scroll up a little bit more. Answer says, would you take Morata and Jesus? No, I would take Jesus and someone else. Terry says, are you saying you'd rather have Jesus and Eddie than Ozymen and Eddie? No, I'm saying I'd rather have Jesus and Eddie and Tielemans and Hickey than Ozymen and Eddie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Terry. Um, Freddie says, Tom, you must be absolutely distraught, Mr. Schicker signing New Deal. He has indeed. You're not the first person to remind me and I'm sure you won't be the last. Uh, Olu says, Ozymen and Tielemans or Jesus and Frankie de Jong? Wow. It's a good question. Probably Jesus and De Jong. De Jong's a brilliant central midfielder. Much better than Tillemans. If you can get someone like him, great. He's a genuine upgrade on the striking position. Uh, Onyx Len says, wait, Tom, you just said it's not our money. Why are you hung up on the money difference between Jesus? The reason why I'm hung up on the money thing on Jesus and Ozymen is because of the difference in what you could buy for another player. That's why. So I hope that makes sense. It does, in the sense of it's not our money, is fine when you're getting all your other targets, but it does matter when you start talking about it stopping you from buying other targets. That's when it starts to matter. And that's not because it's not our money. It's because you're spending your money on a one player when you could buy three players that upgrade on the team. Uh, Riley says, if we sign Zinchenko, would we still sign Hickey and two midfielders, maybe a Tillemans and a Decore? Uh, I think that Zinchenko would be the the versatile kind of fullback Hickey style that we would bring in. I don't think we'd sign Hickey and Zinchenko. I think it would be one or the other. Um, 
So I wouldn't get your hopes up of Hickey and Zinchenko coming into the team. Either of them I'd be very, very happy with. I think they're both really good options for us to go for. Uh, the Robots Will Eat You says people need to calm down. 100k for Eddie is probably after bonuses. Absolutely. This is something really important to add in is that Nketiah's potential contract does include a lot of bonuses. Um, and wages are very rarely reported accurately. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Divesh, Sadio Mane's on 90k a week. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I saw something the other day that he's on something like 180k a week or maybe even more than that. So not necessarily. You may have been looking on a website that's not taken into account bonuses at all. Uh, Umi says, morning, Tom. I feel uh, like left back. Uh, go like for like left back in a Mateus Oliveira. Um, he's going to Napoli. Um, so And that was the Matthias I was talking about earlier on. Oliveira, he's going to Napoli. So Arsenal can't get him. Callum, thank you so much for joining up as a member. Really appreciate the support on the channel. I'm sure the chat box is already welcoming you into the family as we speak. They are indeed. I can already see them. Um, Yasir says, the money Ozyman costs you can get for Jesus and Gnabry. I would tend to agree on that as well. Jermaine says, Tom, is it difficult for Arsenal to add players in deals? Uh, in terms of, I assume you mean like player plus cash deals, is it difficult? It's difficult if your player doesn't want to move and it's difficult if the other teams don't want to take a player. But if not, no, not necessarily. If you can agree on a deal to include a player that is happy to move and that the team is happy to get, then sure. But it depends on the team. It depends on the player. Uh, it's not like FIFA where you can just kind of, you know, put a player into a deal and and press a button and it happens. It's it's very, very different. So that's something that you've got to think about. But it's easy when it works for all parties. It's not when it doesn't. Um, and that creates stumbling blocks. Uh, Ife says, Tom, I don't understand your judgment between Ozzyman and Jesus. Ozzyman is way better than Jesus, better in the air, faster and a better finisher. Um, he is better in those aspects. I'm not going to disagree with you. He's a better finisher. Uh, he's better in the air and he is faster. However, he's not as creative. He's not as versatile. He's doubly more expensive. He could cost Arsenal from bringing in another player in a mother, even, you know, as important position. And if you're going to put all those things and he's not got any Premier League experience or experience of winning the biggest trophies, you know, and because of that, I would lean towards Jesus and bringing in a top quality central midfielder. I hope that that and makes it more clear why I lean towards Jesus over Ozymen because of all of the wider context. Sure, it doesn't give you those qualities, but Arsenal could go out and sign Jesus and another striker that does give you those aerial qualities that you've been lacking. We don't necessarily need pace either. Pace is something that's very, very, it's lent on far, far too much because for what we create, for the chances that we, we make, we don't necessarily need rapid pace. The striker chances that we create are in the box. So when the team's sitting back, the only time we ever need genuine real pace is on the counter. And Eddie Nketiah has brought us that. I mean, you look at the mistake he um, took advantage of against Chelsea. They're the moments that you need that pace. We already have that. I don't want to sign a player just because they're fast. Again, this isn't FIFA. Um, I, I want to sign a player because they fit what we're trying to do. And I think Jesus actually suits Arsenal's system a lot more than what Ozymen uh, does. Uh, let's go to Lejuni. Uh, it says, uh, Arsenal is really a laughing stock for believing in Ketir as a 100k player and thinking Jesus could be their main number nine. Learn from Spurs. I need you to qualify what you mean by saying learn from Spurs. I don't know what that means. Learn from a side that haven't won a trophy in what? 
<laughs> okay. Uh, Robert says, Ilke Gundogan, Jesus and Zinchenko. Hopefully, Arteta's relationship with City helps get these deals over the line. If we sign those three players, they're really good additions to the squad. Really good. I don't want to hear Man City rejects. I don't want to hear that. You know, it's lazy analysis. Uh, we can talk about specific players being poor, like Willian, like Czech, sure. But I don't want to hear the City rejects. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Sinchenko is a very good player. Gabriel Jesus is a very good player. Gundogan is a brilliant player. Needs to work on his fitness, sure. But he's an older player. He's not going to play every week. He's going to come in, you know, every now and again and be an asset. We'll have to wait and see. Um, let's go to Paul, who says, is it a recognition we lacked quality in the key areas that Arteta is targeting top quality utility players? And forwards who play in various positions like Hickey, Zinchenko and Jesus. Yes, absolutely. I think it's smart that we've identified those areas of needs and we're addressing them. For how long did we all say we needed a, a really good striker under Wenger and never got it? How long did we say we needed to improve or replace Vieira and Gilberto Silva and we didn't do it? For how long did we say that we needed a top-class centre-back and we didn't do it? Arteta's come in. He's brought in Thomas Partey, a midfielder that we've desperately needed for a long, 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 long time. Brought in sport and spent like 70 to 80 odd million pounds on centre backs to improve that position of the pitch. And he's now looking to do the same in the other areas that we need to improve on. That's why I've got so much of a respect for Arteta's recruitment policy, because it's identified the problem areas that we have and it's looking to improve upon them, which is something that we've failed to do for the best part of a decade. So that's why I, you know, I'm very much happy to defend the recruitment side of this team under Arteta because it is what we've needed for so, so long. Um, let's go to Peter who says, uh, TC, Nacho Monreal is a free agent. Would you take him as a backup? No, that time has passed, Peter. But I did love Nacho Monreal when he was here. Um, I'm looking through the chat box now, trying to see if we've got any other good questions. Uh, Jermaine says, I want to see signings ASAP. I really don't want to see us sign players in the window. Me neither, but it is only May. So the window's not even open yet. So let's wait and see. I know that when we see players like Brendan Aronson going to Leeds and Diego Carlos and, and Bubacar Kamara going to Villa very early on in the window, that makes us panic. Don't panic. It's chill. It's May. We're going to get deals done. We've already signed Turner. We look very close to signing Marquinhos. We look very close to signing, I think, another player. And, you know, the way the Jesus and the Hickey situations and even maybe even the Zinchenko situations are progressing, I don't think it should be long until we should expect another one um, or something to be broken through in the next month or so. And a month is a short period of time, especially when you're in May. So don't panic. Um, I think that there are other teams doing some good business. You know, Villa are really trying to push with those signs of Camera and, and Diego Carlos, for sure. But we need to chill. <laughs> we need to just... Chill out for the moment. The season's not even finished. Champions League final still got to be played. Holidays are being had. Stuff will get done. Let's just trust. Let's be patient and just trust what's going to happen during this window. Let's wait and see. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. We've been going for our half an hour this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. It's always a pleasure to join you. Apologies for uh, the brain farts this morning. There's a real couple of them. So I suppose that's what happens when you've been doing an 8 a.m. show for this long. Sometimes your senses escape you. But thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. Uh, drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. If you're new, I'll be live at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal Way uh, with the usual regular guests. So make sure you join us. And there'll be another tactical breakdown for you this afternoon, most likely on Gabriel Jesus. So make sure you stick around for that. 
Thank you. Oh, I should check the poll very quickly. Let's check the poll. Um, would Zinchenko be a smart signing for Arsenal? Over 550 of you have voted. 73% say yes. 27% say no. So there you go. Lovely stuff. Um, I will see you again very soon. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.